Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Bandwidth for November is brought to you by MindNode, an intuitive mind mapping app for Mac and iOS. Whether you're brainstorming for your next project, organizing your life, or planning your vacation, MindNode lets you collect, structure, and expand your ideas. Mind map on the go and keep everything in sync with integrated iCloud sharing. Just visit mindnode.com. Welcome to episode 17. I'm joined today by Christian Carter, uh, an Oxford grad who's worked around the world and is currently focusing on doing some copywriting and PR. Uh, you're based in the UK and uh, and you're making a really big long distance call today. How are you doing, Christian? Great. Thank you. Yourself? I am. Uh, I'm, I'm sick, but I'm recovering. I've got my bottle of uh, sore throat spray, so I have uh, that... Sick fighting for it <laughs> yeah yeah we'll make it we'll make it for an hour where, 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 are, you, where are you calling from i am in minnesota minnesota it must get pretty cold there this time of year um actually it depends on your idea of cold i suppose right now it's 37 and that's above zero so i'm i'm good okay cool well us, us brits we've got a habit of talking about the weather you know so <laughs> <laughs> where where you're in uh sh- starts with an sh Ah, I'm in London. Oh, you're in London. Oh, that's way cooler. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm now scrabbling my brains to think of a place like that the, the begins with an SH. Oh, Shoreditch. Shoreditch. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Shoreditch. Uh, yeah, in, in, in London. So East London. Um, oh, that's... Big kind of digital tech um, community based around kind of a silicon roundabout. They've called oh, okay. it. Uh, could have, could have it. So, um, there's a lot of um, tech startups over this way. Um, you've got com- companies like Shazam, SoundCloud, all kind of based around this area. So it's it's a big bit become a quite a big hub for for digital stuff. Is SoundCloud <laughs> primarily based in London? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, primarily based off of off Old Street Roundabout. So okay. yeah, um, it's 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 good to have all these interesting companies that are um, around and about. Um, great for great for networking. Great for you know going going out, meeting people. It's kind of re- regular drinks scene here. So yeah. <laughs> cool. That does sound pretty cool. Um, and you are you're freelancing right now. Is that right? Yeah, um, freelancing right now. I think I came out of uni and wanted to get uh, a proper job, uh, but then uh, because proper jobs were hardish to come by, uh, ended up kind of freelancing. And then freelancing has, like, for over the last three years, I kind of become the job, really. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I did that for, um, wow, I must have freelanced for almost a decade. Wow. And uh, it. <laughs> It, it it bled me dry. I, th- I think I think it, it'd kill me. I think I'm I'm always always looking for the way out of, of freelancing. To be honest, but, See, I didn't um, I didn't know I wanted out until I got I got a, a real job. It was a contract at first, mm. uh, but I was working full time hours, and I realized, wow, this is so much. This is the life, man. It's so much lower <laughs> stress, really. Uh, yeah, it's hard to explain. Short that's, in brief, but uh, that's the deal with freelancing, though, isn't it? I mean, you um, like I've, I've got a guest that a major client that I'm with, kind of four days a week, and I'll come home and like there will be other stuff like on the table, and um, I'll just think, oh god, there's more. It just never ends, um, and I think like at least when when you're in a job, you kind of know that there's theoretically like a beginning and an end to, to your day right and and there's <laughs> only one client and the, yeah and there's there's, there's there's only one client that, that you've got to keep happy and no kind of competing demands so far everyone's what why am i doing this again <laughs> yeah yeah i even i hit for a little while i tried working two like part-time jobs at the same time and mm. even that got to be there was too much overlap when you're working from home. It's, it's not like you're going from one physical location to another and there's a clear division. Mm. Everything got really messy. So what, I'm happy with my job. Well, I was a designer and, uh, advertising. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So kind of dig- digital producer kind of. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Kind of jack of all trades really, but, uh, <laughs> less on the sysadmin side and more on the web design and the print design side. 
Okay. When, when, when about? What kind of time? Um, I think I, I started freelancing around 2000, uh, 2006. Mm. No, that would only be six years ago. I don't remember. I closed my businesses and then immediately took all my clients on to freelance. And uh, mm. I, I lose track of time really fast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's scary it, how that can happen. Yeah, um, it was a long time. Mm. I know I'm, I moved to London whatever, like, kind of six months ago. And again, it's just gone ridiculously ridiculously quickly you've got to be so you've got to be so careful with your time really yeah definitely i uh i i i miss entire weeks of my life these days and that's only working one job i can't imagine (laughs) what i'd be like if i was still freelancing well hopefully you're getting to sleep some in that kind of time i actually have been lately this this podcast the people i've talked to have uh have kind of taught me and and helped me like realize that i kind of do want to sleep like I've always knew I needed to sleep, but mm. coming through these conversations has really helped me uh, help my brain decide. Yeah, I want to be in bed. I want to fall asleep. Do you do okay with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of sad. I, mean, I guess I guess kind of ironic because yeah, I'm ha- having this conversation at one a.m. and then, um, UK time. So, but I'm 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 now sufficiently. Um, Dosed up on Red Bull to to not want to sleep. If you if you hours, yeah, this could be an interesting week, really, with um the, with with the election and um yeah, that that'll be kind of a late finish too. So yeah, um, <laughs> so I'm not hoping to have any kind of social life this week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my my day job. Even even if the blogs that I work for weren't going to see any rush because of the election. Our mm. network shares with like Huffington Post and Daily Beast and all of these more political blogs, and the, we're going to see network traffic like crazy tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah, that, that that must have been the least of your worries in the, in the last week or so. If you're sharing with HuffPo and the like, I mean, they have yeah. they, they've had a difficult few weeks. What it sounds about? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I heard you got your hands on an iPad Mini. Yeah. Um, today kind of went in to take my first kind of look at it. Um, a little bit late, I guess, but I've been busy. Um, I was, I was really, I, I quite liked it. I've got to say, um, I can see it becoming, uh, I think the, the, the main kind of default Apple device in the same way as, so. as I think the iPod mini. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it feels probably a lot more kind of natural to, Natural to play with, um, natural to hold. Um, I've got an iPad one that's been, you know, I think sitting, sitting in my drawer really since, um, really my iPhone's just completely replaced it. Um, and I wasn't, you know, too fussed about this launch at the, at at this stage. I just thought, you know, it's, it's it's another iPad, but I was, you know, something like 270 pounds for, for, for the low end model. And it does, it does kind of open it up a little bit, you know, you're thinking, well, actually it's the, it's the right kind of size. It's not too bulky. I can really see people going for it. Um, obviously there hasn't been the kind of big lines outside the tech store and you know lots of people have read a lot of things into that but I think we're now just at a stage of kind of diminishing marginal returns with the Apple devices where they've kind of reached a stage where they're 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 good enough and if people want one then they'll go out and get one um it's kind of like it's kind of like the Beatles. Like I don't think we'll ever see the kind of mobs and mass hysteria that we had when the Beatles came to the U.S. Mm. Like it, people just get a little more patient, a little more used to things being that exciting. Yeah, I think, well, I, think know, I don't think it's indicative of a lot, really. But well, I guess I guess there's a couple of things that I mean, like. You almost take a step back and think, right? Well, Apple's now been judged that if it's not mass hysteria, it's it's a failure, <laughs> right? Uh, for for one, so um, 
actually, if you think like where where apples come from to to to, to that, it's almost been like the the story of kind of the last last decade, I guess. Um, but you you can't possibly achieve that that kind of standard. You know, you you're never going to get the, the kind of jump that there was from dumb phone to to iPhone ever again. Really, right. so so it's only going to be um, incremental for now. Um, I, but I think there's particularly with this device, there'll be a lot of people that kind of thought, man, iPad. But once once they've gone and you know had a play with it, I think they'll think, well, actually, the form factor is kind of nice. It feels a lot less junky than some of the other you know seven inch tablets. Um, it's so light as well. Um, feels just feels nice. Um, but the, the the one thing I was struck by, I'm kind of. Around, around the tables in the Apple Store, there were loads of people playing with the mini. The the tables with the the four were practically deserted, and you go and pick up a four afterwards, and damn, the thing feels heavy. You know, seriously, yeah. quite heavy in comparison. So, um, yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting, but I think there's definitely a kind of a bit of a new a bit of a new buzz around around the mini now. Do you think that it? Uh, I mean, price wise, it's it's closer to some of the higher end uh e-readers after holding one do you do you think it's a a good do you think it's a better e-reader than the regular ipad is um, i always thought yeah i've 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 tried um have you ever tried reading kind of really really long form stuff like books and that on on, on a regular ipad yes i have i've tried reading like a france novel and i got um, I got about halfway through it, and I, yeah, it's a, it's a bit big novel, and it's just it feels like it's it, it, it's and it, it was an iPad one, but it just feels like a quite frustrating experience. I agree. Uh, you 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 really notice that you're holding an iPad, any kind of iPad, I think after a while, and you would like you can immediately notice when you picked up the the, the four, but the the mini. It's 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 that light that you just that you're just going to carry it around. I think it's um, it'll, it'll be more definitely kind of more of a Kindle competitor, which you know Kindle's got that kind of lightness thing. Well, that's cool. I mean, I think that if if it's going to take uh, the the kind of chunk of the market that that you think it will, it'll probably be because of price. I mean, the the experience probably isn't as visually stunning as. A, a full like retina ipad mm. but but at that price you know it well it's like um just over half the price right mm. yeah yeah um and it's but, but it's it's not that no, i guess i guess that there, there are there are cheaper tablets out there i mean they've, oh, they've sure. gone they've gone uh, i don't think they're competing they're competing on price but i think the the combination of form factor and paying for you know slightly better experience right well um, yeah it's not that they're going to cannibalize other mm. if anything they're going to cannibalize the regular iPad sales mm, yeah um, to well and not even that because I think their target market is as you said a, a lot of people who may have passed up on the full size iPad. Mm. You know, and they they were looking for something a little more in their price range. Mm. And iPad now feels more like um, the 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 air the the air MacBook Pro thing kind of seems I get I think quite quite relevant in comparison really like the it 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 seems that they're going in, into almost a kind of full fledged um, laptop PC replacement kind of thing with, with the iPad. It feels like a more kind of beefy device. Uh, whereas the, the mini's got that kind of pocket portability thing. I mean, I think I heard uh, one, one of the store guys ask, um, you know, this guy, guy there weighing up a mini and, and an iPad 4, and one of the questions was like, well, how much do you plan to take it out of the house? So I think, you know, it's... Yeah, that is that's a telltale sign. It's 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 almost your kind of desk. See, it's seen uh, iPad four is almost seen as a bit more of a kind of desktop replacement. Um, whereas I think you know people people on the tube will be far more happy to just 
um, ca- carry around a mini without feeling, you know, so so awkward. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the, you know, the, I think the iPad changed things in a lot of ways because it was it was kind of a full fledged computer that you could carry and you could get out in um, train stations and coffee shops to some extent where you'd feel a bit dumb getting a laptop out. Um, but I think people just won't really think twice about uh, about pulling a mini out, really. That's interesting. I, I think what I'm hearing you say is that you think that the iPad mini could uh, replace the iPad in the way that the MacBook Air for a good chunk of the of the computer using or at least the Mac using population, it replaced mm. the MacBook Pro. I know I did. Yeah. I haven't looked at the mini that way yet though. The mini seemed like almost a compromise. But you th- um, you you're saying it's actually like it's the future of the device? I think it's it's it, it, it's definitely not a compromise. I think I think it's it felt like it was it's kind of a, a kind of device in its own right. It didn't it didn't feel like they were they were really compromising on on, on too much it felt like it was were kind of a, a device which was designed really for for that form factor um and the apps i i, I honestly i expected the apps to feel kind of a bit like scaled down versions of of, of ipad apps but they did feel quite natural um on on there and you 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 go and pick up an ipad a kind of minute later and everything seems a a little too big i think well Uh, have you played monsters ate my condo on a mini uh i haven't no (laughs) to me that's kind of my big test because of the way that it has so much swiping going on in it yeah if i have room to swipe comfortably i can't do it on my iphone but if i did on Mm. a mini i would definitely take the mini out a lot because mm. I'm kind of addicted to that game. I, I, that sounds a lot like um, kind of Madden NFL. There's that kind of same, you know, when, when you're setting up the plays on Madden and you're set, setting up your runs and stuff like that. It can can get kind of awkward on an iPhone, so I'd be kind of interested to see um, what it looked like and actually, you know, how it performed um, on, on a mini. I've got to say in the... Um, in the in, in the version I, I saw, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the most loaded with apps store iPad I'd, I'd ever seen in my life. So maybe maybe Apple were trying to keep something from from, from <laughs> there a little bit. Um, but it was yeah, it was Yelp and Evernote and stuff like that. That's not really going to majorly push <laughs> the the capabilities of the device. I think. See so now I'm going to have to get one just to find out. Yeah, so they've kind of, um, at least the price point's relatively low, right? (laughs) Yeah, I've been saving up for uh, a new MacBook Air, and every time I get about halfway there, uh, something like this comes up, and I end up deciding I'll blow my savings on it. Yeah, it's just a new new kind of portable device which arrives at just the wrong time, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to take a break right now and do our first sponsor. And then we'll come back to a new topic, if that's cool. Okay, great stuff. All right. Our first sponsor is MailChimp.com. Easy email newsletters. MailChimp helps you design email newsletters, share them on social networks, integrate with services you already use, and track your results. It's your own personal publishing platform. They help you customize your sign-up form to match your brand, so you can share it on your website and integrate it into your Facebook page. You can even collect sign-ups from an iPad or a laptop. Importing an existing list into MailChimp is a snap, no matter how it's formatted, and you can personalize everything your subscribers see, from sign-up forms to confirmation emails. There's never been a better time to try MailChimp. You can send 12,000 emails to 2,000 subscribers per month forever. Just visit MailChimp.com slash 5x5 to learn more. That was maybe possibly my best read ever. I don't, that sounded pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am truly impressed with myself. Um <laughs> So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of Mailchimp too. I use it use it quite a lot um, for, for for work. We 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 hit it quite hard and in a very responsible way, of course. Of course. Did you did you ever have to like uh, do what they do without Mailchimp? Did you ever have to send out HTML newsletters the old fashioned way? 
Uh, I, I kind of advise anyone against it because yeah. I think the issues with um, deliverability and stuff like that. And some, uh, I've I've seen people send out emails um, without stuff like Mailchimp, and it's like you realize like a lot of them won't have ended up um, in in the inboxes, or you know, because you, you know it's 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 geared for. Um, it's 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 geared up for deliverability of mass emails in a way that um, I saw Calacanis actually, or he he tends to use um, Gmail, and that kind of confuses me a little bit. Um, but I saw that he 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 got caught up as um, a lot of his emails were arriving with spam um, recently. So maybe he should have gone with Mailchimp. <laughs> yeah, well, they they make life way easier you can't truly appreciate it until you've had to do it in the the hard way but mm, pretty, pretty much i mean it's you know it's 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 not very well. it's it's not it's not going to be a kind of free license to to to, to spam the hello out of everyone and you know i think but i think it's a good it's a good thing that they do um enforce responsibility on their citizens you know um yes. and uh i think one thing I've always found quite valuable in Mailchimp is the reportings functions as well. You can see what's going where, um, who's clicked on what. Um, so it just it just makes your campaigns a lot that much more effective. So rather than sending out an email to a list of you know forty thousand people or so, you you can you can really drill down and see well who is actually going to read this and be interested in it. So um, yeah, as you know, as, as as a tool I kind of use on a, well, probably not a daily basis, but at least on a weekly basis in, in the course of my job, it's, it's been pretty valuable. Yeah. Less pain, more profit. So yeah. you, uh, when I asked you what kinds of things you wanted to talk about, one of the things you said was why young people suck at networking. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Uh, I don't think it's their fault always, but I think um, certainly in this country, we've had a lot of We've had a lot of problems um, with the kind of university system. It's geared up for it's, it's geared, geared up for kind of academic work. You know, I, I went to went to a good uni, um, went to Oxford, but the kind of focus on careers at the end of it was not very good. It was shocking, really. Um, there's just this kind of assumption that uh, jobs happen for people when 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 they come out of uni. I was. So I was sitting there with kind of six months to go, and this this was very much how the Twitter um, ending up in Japan via Twitter happened. Was I realised, hey, I'm you know I'm going to have to do something here, and um, there's not really going to be anyone around to kind of help me or show me how to do it. So um, I was in and out of London, really sucking, uh, sucking at networking, sucking at uh, kind of meeting people, actually not knowing really the hell what I was doing. Um, and you just think the the, the, the training, yeah, you know, considering the, the the economy and the situation we're we're in in this country, and think you know, situation in the US as well, we could be doing so much better at connecting uh, young people up with industry um, in kind of meaningful ways. And you know, building those connections, and also just teaching people how to how to network and how to write good CVs. You know, you hear these kind of periodic stories on the radio of people that have sent out kind of three thousand CVs. They always quote the statistic, the number. You know, three thousand CVs, and you know, haven't got a job at the end of it. It's like thinking, well, duh, sending out the same CV to everyone, and you're not personalising it in any meaningful way. So. And- Go ahead. Go ahead. To you know, spam, um, spam employers really, and it's 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 not getting value for people. But no, no one's telling them how to do it any better. So your answer to why young people would be bad at networking would be that no one's teaching them how. Yeah, I think so. Um, certainly not the universities, um, and. I, 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 I don't know whether this whether whether the situation's changed whether whether just social has changed networking. I mean, there's, there's obviously the kind of there's the, 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 there's all the stuff about like what you should and shouldn't have as like Twitter pictures and like Facebook pictures and what you shouldn't shouldn't say. And I think people have like mostly absorbed that. But 
I think it's really difficult as a grad ending up in this economy knowing knowing how it is. Um, how do you get into that position where you're where where, where you're starting to meet people um, and you're starting to um, in, engage with employers? So what what do you have like twenty thousand followers on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> so how how did you go from from uh, wh- how many did you have when you were in uni? Two and a half, I think. Okay. So how did you how did you multiply? Uh, how, how did you network? Early early starting, I think. I think I think. Uh, um, starting early was, was, was the, the big thing. I just I had that kind of first mover advantage. I saw Twitter back in 07, 08 as being uh, just this kind of great way to catch people in industry uh, off guard in a way. You know, I think like you wouldn't be able to just uh, send a LinkedIn message. Right? I, I certainly didn't have the nerve to send a kind of LinkedIn message to someone uh, asking for a job or something like that, or um, trying to even set up a meeting. But if they were chatting about stuff on Twitter, I felt that I could just go in and follow them. And if they had somewhere where I could add, add value or crack a joke or something like that, um, I would. Um, and it just it just kind of snowballed from there. I mean, the situation with... Um, with Japan where I went over there and as kind of a little bit of a plucky youngster, didn't know any Japanese, um, went on their website, said now hiring, said it in English. So that was good enough for me. Um, that started kind of a chain of emails and conversations that ended up in, in me going over there. Um, but just, just, just start starting early and just being, a little bit plucky about it. Um, uh, but I'm sure like I made hundreds of massive mistakes, both like when I was in Japan and um, before I got there and since that I probably didn't need to, to make. Um, I, you know, you, you, you see these, these companies and a lot of the, the, the irony is that a lot of the companies want to talk to and wants to reach out to and want to work with innovative, um, creative young people. You know, they, they want to reach um, the top YouTubers, the top influencers, um, and they want they want constructive ways of working with them. And then you've got the young people on the other side who kind of want the decent jobs in industry, but don't know really about how to how to go about getting them or, or approaching them. So one of the things I did when when I came back was set up a kind of series of meetings, um, because speaker meetings with people of various ages of young people and kind of old hands who'd been there and done that. And it was amazing, just such a kind of simple idea. Did do a little bit to kind of bridge the gap, uh, but it's just there does seem to be this kind of frustrating wall. <laughs> um, so what would you say to someone uh, just getting out of school and they haven't networked? Maybe they have some uh, some embarrassing Facebook pictures out there. They don't know anybody in the industry they want to get into. What's the first thing they should do? I think kind of, kind of def- define to themselves what they're interested in. I think the direction that 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 they really want to go in. I think you don't have to know exactly, and start start following people who are interested in in that area. I, mean, I think a lot of younger people get into just using these kind of social platforms as a bit of a kind of IM thing, and they don't get out of that. I think one of the biggest like learnings with me was actually there's a hell of a lot of really smart people on social media and I can get a lot out of following them. Um, and I think once you start to surround yourself with smarter people and smarter voices in your feed, um, you just, you, you get a lot more out of it. So define who, who you want to, who, who you want to be almost follow to, um, Follow follow people who are going to move you in the kind of that direction, 
and then just look look for conversations where you can add value. Um, look look for areas. It's more difficult now than it was because I think people, to an extent, kind of wised up to social a little bit. I was um, kind of came fresh out of school and was able to do kind of speaking gigs and stuff like that um, because there just weren't that many people from brands even doing social back then. It's a little more hard uh, than it was now. But uh, I, th- I still think that there's that room for people to just go in and just add add value wherever wherever they can, um, and to and to start writing. I mean, you, you know, if you, if you if you're writing, uh, I'm probably guilty of not writing enough on online for, for myself, really. Uh, but if you're writing consistently good stuff on. Um, on, on on a regular basis, then you know people are people are going to listen. Um, there's some some young guys on Twitter, um, Jared Rondu, you know, great designer, you know, he's but a great writer as well, and his work's got got noticed through that. So, um, so yeah, define define your interest groups, follow, follow the right people, uh, look to add value, and just write your heart out really. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that right now we have everybody has a voice that that they can get out there. They can write on a blog, they can post on Twitter and Facebook, and they can put out good content. So you have a chance to be heard in a way that you never have in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um, I think that uh I think writing writing consistently good content and just kind of floating it out there is one of the easiest ways to get your foot in a, a myriad of doors. Mm. Yeah, it, 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 it can surprise you. I mean, I, I've had posts which have just kind of rushed out in kind of an hour, hour and a half, um, submitted to Hacker News that kind of got up there. And suddenly I've got people who, you know, I wouldn't have imagined ever having any kind of contact with um just responding to my content and giving me um kind of constructive feedback and although it's you know a blog post once and I was like shit you know the um kind of president of Edelman in Chicago is is, is responding and now giving me career advice on this. Nice. So um, you know you have um these these kind of cra- crazy opportunities um to, to to, to, to kind of open and um, just, just just open doors for yourself. I think one, one of the great things about social, and it's not often really talked about in, the, in these terms, is that it's it's been quite a democratising thing. You've got the, com- the combination of these publishing platforms that can open you up to uh, a global audience. Um, and the I guess the, the kind of production tools have... Um, you know, we're talking about the mini. Um, obviously, you've got iPhone as well that can give you, you know, high quality video content. Um, can enable you to 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 write and publish on the move. Can enable you to be at the scene of the actions. There's this massive kind of confluence of the distribution platforms and just production level technology. Neither of which you'd have had access to before right yeah like i said i think it's an amazing uh amazing era to live in for uh kind of disseminating your own voice you know to the point where you can get jobs because of things that you do at home on your computer yeah i mean do do, do you think this maybe comes back to the university's point that many of them are kind of stuck stuck in this sort of kind of old world of um you know Pub- publish and then kind of wait wait for a response or um, di- diligently craft out CVs. I, I can't speak for all universities, but I can say that that's definitely, it's a shame when it does happen. Hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, uh, my, my uni people didn't really even know what to, to make of the fact that I wanted to go to, to, to go into marketing or do digital you know i think one of, one of my tutors was uh, were christians over to uh, over to japan to go and do something with the twitter he said 
this 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 was a couple of years ago but you know um it's um yeah it, we're read in the last week that people are kind of, you know, use it, using social in also all sorts of kind of creative ways. There was a study in, in popular science saying that teens who were um, had smartphones were more likely to set up hookups than um, <laughs> the, 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 than teens without. You can't, you know, people post Sunday like trading trading gas sex on Craigslist. <laughs> so, <laughs> People using um, social in all sorts of creative ways, but 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 not always. Uh, they're not always being trained to use it. I guess in the most in the most constructive ways that are going to benefit them. Right. Well, and I think it's uh, it's that double edged sword that makes makes uh, a lot of people, like say university professors, think that maybe going to the cutting edge is not the ideal. You know, the ideal way to present technology to students because they're just going to use it to get laid for example um yeah <laughs> so i think i think that probably probably uh scares some people that have been on the fringe from truly embracing the technology but then you know the, i guess i guess there's the there's the case studies there there's obviously kind of major kind of west coast universities um in the u.s you've got universities like ravensbourne here um that are that are going out there and are building the links um with industry and are you know embedded within that community i mean you've seen um in cambridge here the um um really grew from you know its links with cambridge university so where there's and these universities can provide a steady supply of graduates um into this economy when they're prepared to, to change their models um, and kind of adapt a little bit. And God knows, you know, students are paying enough for it these days. You know, you think they should probably be getting more than a bit of paper out of it. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, fee, fees, fees. I think, in, in the US have always been huge. They're beginning to kind of ramp up, I think, to similar levels over here. It's just... Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> well, it's yeah. As as college becomes a little bit less relevant to your job search, the prices go up. Kind of like uh, Amtrak, yeah. <laughs> Amtrak, and the Postal Service here in the U.S. The the fewer people that use it, the more they charge, and it just kind of starts to seem counterproductive. Our next sponsor is Squarespace dot com. Everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. That means that no matter how experienced you are with building websites, you can build something amazing in minutes without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. And the great news is, the new Squarespace has arrived. The templates with the new Squarespace are out of this world. They're beautiful, they're clean, and they let your content do all of the talking. You can check them out at new.squarespace.com slash templates. Everything in this platform is drag and drop, which makes it even easier to turn and easier and more fun to use. Um, even the structure is great. Perfectly clean code, amazing for SEO with image versioning, and everything is integrated. Design, domains, hosting, support. Layout Engine is Squarespace's page builder. It allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages in seconds. You add blocks of content such as photos, videos, text, social media content, and tons more. You don't have to worry about what your site will look like on a mobile device. When you add images or design pages with the new Squarespace, your entire site will restructure automatically to fit on every device and maintain the beauty of the site's design. If you like stats, you'll love the real-time analytics that are built into Squarespace. There are even iOS and Android apps that let you manage and post on the go. You can even import your content from your current blog and easily set up sharing and syncing with your social media accounts. As always, Squarespace delivers award-winning 24-7 customer support that responds in minutes. They also have live online workshops to walk you step-by-step -step through everything you need to know to build an amazing site. When you sign up for a year of Squarespace, you get a free custom domain name. Squarespace is $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you automatically get 20% off, and if you sign up for two years, you get 25% off. If you want to pay month-to-month, -month, you can easily link your custom domain with just a few clicks. There's no credit card required to try it out. 
Simply go to squarespace.com slash 5 by 5 and start your trial. If you decide to purchase, click enter an offer code below the pricing at checkout and enter the offer code TURKEY for an additional 10% off. Check them out. Okay, Christian, you want to do our top three picks? Yeah, let's go, go for it. Um, so for me here in the UK, I find um, NFL Game Pass, um, it's, it's a bit of an old one. It's been around kind of, I uh, think, about a year, year and a half now. Um, but for seventy nine ninety nine a year, um, I can watch f- full stream NFL. Um, you know, I can w- watch NFL Network. I can watch every game that's not covered on Sky here in this country. But you can also watch usefully a, a condensed version of the game. So if you haven't got that much time um, and you want to catch a game that's got a kind of half hour thing, I've been out um queuing for clubbing and stuff like that before and it's been a massive uh massive queue outside so i've kind of just shoved <laughs> shoved my headphones on uh kind of zoned out and uh, and followed the giants um so yeah um and nfl game pass is is good i was actually going to come to come to the u.s and catch a game um i was going to catch the giants game last week but i'm quite glad um, that I didn't, um, A, because I think they lost to the Steelers, but um, B, because, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't have been a great time to, to be in New York, I don't think. That That's awesome. I, I know so little about football, like American football, that I couldn't possibly <laughs> have anything to say about this pick, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, 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 it's cool. I mean, um, I think... The, there's, there's going to be a kind of increasing trend from people. It's kind of, kind of like cord cutting in a way. Of, you know, these people, instead of moving it, moving from kind of all, all service, all thrown in kind of cable subscriptions, people actually picking what they really want. And then my, my dad's ditched his cable subscription in the last week and has hooked up to, to Netflix as well, which is like... Um, $10 a month or something like that over here. Um, Netflix is a lot, I think, a lot newer to the, the, the idea of streaming and video on demand is a lot newer to UK people. We've obviously had iPlayer in this country, but not on, that's that's only covered BBC content, really. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there's a kind of trend of people um, picking and choosing what they want rather than paying like, hundred dollars a month to be corralled in and um when they only really want the sport so yeah i think it's interesting all right very cool my first pick is going to be i stop motion for both mac and ipad i'm cheating a little bit and doing two but um i stop motion from boink software is is one of the most fun uh fun ways you can create a movie on your ipad or with a camera connected to your computer uh, basically, it gives you a, a, a stop motion setup where you can snap one picture at a time and then see onion skin of where the thing you just photographed was, you know, a second before. And then you can create uh, very intricate stop motion pieces like stop motion animations. Mm-hmm. And on the iPad, you can create a full movie just using your iPad. Um, and the app is nine ninety nine US. And um, you, it can it can do like the full everything from taking the pictures to editing the movie to adding a soundtrack to exporting it to, to whatever service you want to. And you can do it all self, self-contained or you can export that to the Mac version, which is $49.99 and adds a whole new dimension of editing capabilities and green screening and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, it's it's one of my favorite I can't say I've ever done anything extremely serious with it, but it's a great, great hobby app. Is is there any option of kind of following other people's streams on it? Not that I don't believe there's any kind of social integration. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. I think there is. I can't uh, I can't say for sure because I never use that stuff. I'm always too embarrassed. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, but yeah, I should look that up. Why don't well, you, you go ahead and do number uh, number two for you, and I'll come back and tell you whether or not it does. Okay, um, for me, um, well, I, I think it's it's just an interesting kind of side point because I think you've got this 
social thing with Instagram now as well, with with their profiles now going public. Now, there's always been, I think, this kind of element to Instagram where people think it's... Um, where it's been kind of private because only your friends are really going to know about your profile. But I think that's going to change when, when when the profiles go public. Anyway, yeah, I'm kind of interested by um, Sumley. It's had, you know, a lot of coverage um, on the BBC over here because it's um, young founder. Um, I think young guy develops iPhone app probably isn't much of a story in, in the US so much as so much as it is here. Um what it is really is it's a pocket size um, news app for, for for iPhone, which kind of pulls in articles from kind of hundreds of news sites um, and turns turns the RSS feeds into into summaries. Now, I think news news is a really really difficult thing to crack um, for mobile. I mean, I've, you know, I've got a few few news apps. On my phone, I've got um, Prismatic on there. Um, I've got um, what's it called? Um, Enjuice on there, and none none of them really crack it. The kind of mobile UX, it's very very difficult to kind of comfortably read um, news news on an iPhone, really. And this. I'm not. I'm not saying it's completely there, but I think it's 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 getting there. Um, I think so. It's it's it's, it's an, at the very least, it's an encouraging step in that direction. What's number three for you? I'm still on number two. Don't rush me. Still on number two. Okay. <laughs> um, I I did just check, and iStop Motion does have the iPad version has a thing called uh, the theater, where you oh. can share your creations and see other people's uh, work. And it looks pretty cool. Look, I think it's YouTube based, but yeah, it collects them nicely. So my number two is going to be an app for the Mac called I'm Away. And it is, it's grown recently to be a little more complex, but basically it lets you with a shortcut key or a click in your menu bar, set your Skype, Adium and iChat statuses. So you can be here or away or invisible all at once on everything. And from like, I'm required for my job to be on all of those pretty much all the time. So it's nice. It's really handy. To be able to just move, move off and just. Yeah. Without having to click through three different apps. And it, it reminds me of an old program I wrote uh, a long time ago that did the same thing. And, um, there is uh, there's also a Twitter uh, feature built into it now, so that you can send a Twitter message at the same time you set all your statuses. I haven't figured out why I would use that yet, um, but it's it's there and it's it it's very reminiscent of of what my app Mood Blast used to do, and uh, I kind of appreciate seeing that yeah. functionality brought into a much nicer interface. I kind of hope for hope for the sake of civilization, we haven't yet reached the point where we're having to to actually notify people when we're not there on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's it's definitely nice for for stuff like iChat and messages and stuff like that. I can imagine because you get people just assume you that you're there. Don't they? If they're not getting a response, they mm. just keep on kind of hammering away, and you kind of think, well. After the forty second, do you think either 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 I'm being a real douche or just like I'm not actually at my computer? Right. Well, and for me, like I get notifications on my iOS devices if someone says something to me while I'm away from my computer, and if they do, I feel obligated to get back to my computer and respond uh, because you know I forgot to tell them I was leaving or I forgot to set the signal that I was gone. So <laughs> this is nice for me. Uh, have you seen Hajoki? This isn't this isn't my number three, not not officially, but uh, have you have you seen Hajoki? No, H- I don't think so. Yeah. So what that is is a stream of your um, cloud-based apps. So it'll tell you it's particularly good for stuff like collaboration. Of if if there's say an edit to to a Google Doc or um, a file is edited in Dropbox or if you get a new Twitter message, it, it gives you a kind of news feed of, of these items and then sends you 
a daily digest of um of uh what's of what's happened in them really so it was very useful actually for an event that we were setting up recently at the PR events and we were um we, we'd run it through Google Forms, so people people would register for, for, for the event and register their interest in the event through a Google Form. And every time there was an edit to the document, it would tell us, so you would get a nice kind of stream and a nice kind of visibility on how... Um, on, 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 on just how you were doing, really. It gives you a nice kind of status report. Nice, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, and... Probably, you know, um, my number three, I was kind of torn between two, but I'll probably go for um, Halo as I've, it's it's again been out a little while, but I've probably found myself using it a bit more um, since I arrived in London, uh, which is now very much like like Uber where you can pull up um, where you are, say, and they'll give you a cab in a certain amount of time. Um, But this Halo, it's interesting because you always get in the cab having used Halo and you always ask the driver kind of what they think of it. And I think it's proved to be, I think, a good deal for for me. It means I didn't have to go out and wave my arms around in the middle of the street when I want a cab. But when um, when I'm talking to them, one of the things that they often kind of cite is that for young women in particular, because they've got... Um, I London's got a real problem, I think, with kind of unlicensed cab drivers. And, you know, they'll kind of, you'll come out of a club and they'll be harassing you down the street. And I think as, as a young woman, this would be quite an, quite an intimidating thing. Um, so Halo will give you the face, it'll give you the license plate of the driver. Um, it'll also give you a number for, for them as well. So, you know, they'd be able to say, well, um, moving to moving to a different part of town, can you pick me up from there? So, yeah, I think Halo is kind of a neat, um, an, a neat and well-executed way of technology, just, just adding value, really. Nice. Yeah, we talked about Uber uh, one week earlier, uh, not one week previous, but... On an earlier episode, we we talked about Uber. Have you seen that one at all? Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen Uber. I haven't used it. Is um, it is it the same idea? Is it similar? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a similar idea, pretty much. Um, I, I haven't seen how well Uber is is executed. I've got to say, um, one of the things that Halo have done quite well in London is they've uh, managed to get a lot of the cabs changed to to yellow, so they're very very visible. Um, now, I guess, I guess like in New York, a, ye- a yellow cab wouldn't be so much. <laughs> here, here, where we're kind of used to them being black, it's um, it's they, they've done quite a good job on that. So um, they they estimate that around kind of two thirds to, to to three quarters of uh, of London cab drivers already are, are on Halo. So it's it's that they see it as a good way of getting work, and it's certainly a lot more convenient um as 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 a way of getting around when when you're in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think Uber has drivers and cars that are only Uber whereas Halo sounds like any cab driver can use it. Uh yeah, um well any any, any cab driver I think can sign up to 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 Halo. I think they just have to download the app. I think nice. That's, oh, that's very cool. So yeah, you know it's 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 cool. Awesome, uh, it's, and and it's, and it's worked. Every, it's worked every time I've used it, and I've never really had to wait more than five minutes for a cab, even when it's been really raining quite heavily, <laughs> and I really haven't wanted to go like go outside my door. So it's yeah, that's it's brilliant. Paper bacon on a few occasions. Awesome, yeah, that would be a, a huge uh, relief. I hate flagging down cabs. I come from a small town. I'm not used to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, my number three is an old utility. I don't even know if it's still being updated, but it still works. And I enjoy it greatly. It's called Name Bench. And what it does is um, take all of the DNS servers that, or domain name servers that are near you and includes um, public ones like Google's and OpenDNS, 
and it speed tests them. It runs a, a long battery of tests to see which ones resolve the fastest. And from any network location you might be in, it can instantly tell you what the fastest DNS for your location is going to be. And then you can go in and you can set your uh, DNS settings in your system preferences and speed up your network surfing. And it's free. And I forgot to mention that I'm away is free as well. It's pretty, uh, it's a silly utility, but if you, uh, if you run into a situation where you're being bogged down at a DNS level, it's just great. All right. I am going to jump in and do sponsor three because we have two more to get through in like 10 minutes to go. And my voice isn't going to hold out that long. Our third sponsor today is hover.com simplified domain management. You've probably registered a domain with a company that just wants to sell you services you're not interested in when all you want is a simple .com, .net, or maybe a .co or .tv. Hover makes it easy. Just enter the domain name you're interested in into their search box and Hover will tell you if it's available. If not, it'll come up with some suggestions. You can also just type in a few keywords and Hover will figure out some available domain names using those terms for you, like a digital genie that does its best to grant every DNS wish. They have real human beings available for support, and their number is right on the front page of their website. If you have any problems, just pick up the phone and call. They have a no-hold policy. Somebody just answers the phone. Seamless transfers from other providers, elegant DNS management, email hosting, and more. And even though I'm not Dan, if you use the code DANSENTME or visit hover.com slash DANSENTME, you'll get 10% off of everything you buy from hover.com. Okay, so the reason that that sounded uh, choppy was because I just ran up the stairs to find out what the noise on my ceiling was, and I'm out of breath, but it's also because I don't work out nearly enough. I go for, like, walks, and that's my workout, but you told me you just started P90X. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've, been, I've been going about a month. I... I think it's nowhere near as big in this country as it is in the U.S. I kind of found out about it through um, kind of Paul Ryan's candidacy. Um, I don't think we get hammered with the same kind of late-night infomercials as you guys do. Um, but now I've, I've never been I'm, – I'm a skinny guy. I haven't done, you know, particularly much working out in the past. I have no real ambition to be massively bulky, but um, – I think wanted to get an idea of what it would, I guess, guess what it would be like to be in better shape than, than I was. Um, and it's serious, serious, serious hard work. Um, like, like, like I wouldn't have, like, like, like I wouldn't have imagined, but I do feel, um, at least it's very, it's structured in a way, and it means I don't have to go anywhere near a gym because gyms just out of me, to be honest. You know, um, there's there's a certain like snobbery around gyms, isn't there? You know, you've got the kind of the big bulky guys that kind of I guess know how to use um, the equipment. There's a kind of snobbery to it, and every time I think I've ever gone to a gym, I've always thought I've, I'm paying a lot to really not get the best out of out of what I'm doing, and actually, I kind of appreciate a little more privacy while I'm sweating my ass off. So, um, yeah, I mean, P90X has, has given me that. I mean, I think it's now reached a point about, um, it's about kind of three, four weeks in now, and it's reached a point now where I guess I'm hitting a bit of a kind of doldrum with it. Um, whereas, you know, you go through this stage in the first couple of weeks where you're um, – your body's changing really quickly and it's kind of struggling to keep up. Um, and, but, but it's exciting at the same time. I think I've reached a point now where it's beginning to slow. And yeah, I think I had like yoga this morning and it felt like uh, the, the yoga is like an hour and a half or something like that. So, and it, it felt like a long time. It felt like an hour. And a half. Uh, I think I'm going to have to push myself um, to keep going. Um, I've, um, but one, one of the things which I think I've seen around it is that when, when you Google it, there is quite a big internet community of people that do it. And, um, obviously the, the, the program's about kind of 10 years old and it's interesting to see actually that back 
they, I think, saw the opportunity in social and I think set up some kind of niche community around it, probably to sell more of the things. But since then, I think there's, you know, there's certainly quite a few Twitter people. That if I hashtag P90X on the end of a tweet, they'll get back to me and ask about how I'm getting on. Um, there's quite detailed um, teardowns on Jezebel and the like about um, P90X and its cast of characters. There's people who've done all 90 days and blogged them um diligently individually so it's almost like it's a workout program that you you do um you you do on your own obviously in your room and that's a nice part but you do feel that you're able to 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 share it with someone without them actually seeing you work out so i think it's it's interesting um i think there'll obviously be kind of successes to this but i think i now think that there's almost an opportunity for a really Maybe maybe something along the lines of kind of an evolution of Nike Plus. I know Nike still do um, Nike do like runs around in kind of my area that kind of mashes up social um, with, with with exercise in in a kind of interesting way. I see it kind of as a religion. A religion? Yeah, because everyone like you're praying in private but you're exercising instead of praying. And then there's this whole like bizarre network of, uh, of kind of devotees, um, devotees that are, uh, just there, there's a fervor about P90X that I've never heard with any other exercise program, except for maybe like, uh, is Jenny Craig an exercise program or is that just a cult? Not sure. (laughs) Okay. X may also be a cult. <laughs> I, it, it has it has cultish it has occult appearances to it. Uh, I have I actually own the P90X DVDs, and I got them, and I looked at the before and after pictures, and realized that my goal really is just to look like the before picture on the P90X box. Yeah. <laughs> so I went back to their whole Slim and Six series and got you know three weeks into that before I gave up. I gave up on everything though. Yeah, and the, 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 there's a few people that I've spoke to that have said that they've got like two weeks in on it and given up. And I've, from what I've read, um, four weeks around the point that I am at now is is the kind of optimum point for when most people do give it up. Um, and I think I can kind of see why, um, because I think you you reach a point where you almost you've worked hard, but you're then pretty much satisfied with the changes that I've made and you kind of think, well, this is enough and it's taking enough out of my life as it is. And I don't really need to look like those kind of after photos either. So So if your interest isn't in, you know, building up a huge muscular body is, is the overall workout program helping you in other ways? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I feel stronger and I feel, um, I, I feel healthy. And, you know, I used to be the kind of guy that could, um, I've never been fat, you know, I've never been like overweight or anything like that. But, um, I think if I'd go, go for a run, um, or something like that, and, you know, have to run for a bus or something like that, I would begin to feel it quite quickly, um, <laughs> and have to stop and feel like I was out of breath. Um, now I just feel like I kind of keep going, um, and it, it, it seems, um, yeah, it, it kind of catches you at unexpected moments. It's like you run for a bus and then you just um, keep going or don't find shopping or something like that as as, as heavy or just have that little bit uh, more energy throughout your day. It's, it's, it's a weird thing because it... it it's 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 a really intense program. No 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 two ways around it. Um, it, it work, and, and I think the 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 only reason that it works is that because because it's every day, and because you've still got kind of endorphins in your system from the last time you worked out. If you had to leave it two days, you, you'd begin to reflect on it and think, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> so so it's this kind of gradual. Um, you're still kind of half high from the last workout. So as long as you don't ache too much, you just get through the next one. Um, but I think if I went two or three days without doing it, I'd stop 
entirely. So it's a, it's a difficult thing. I did that like three years ago and I stopped entirely forever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump and do our fourth sponsor before we wrap up. Um, and it seems like a lot of sponsors, but that's only because it is. So, uh, sponsor four, we have, you know, and I use these and I'm not sure exactly. I should have asked how it's pronounced, but I'm going to say Symbolicons. It might be Symbol Icons. I don't know, but we're going to go with Symbolicons. And this is a family of simple, precise, and awesome vector icons designed by Jory Raphael of SensibleWorld.com. Symbolicons have become an insider favorite among discerning designers and savvy developers worldwide, being used in various capacities by notable companies, including a recently acquired and very popular filter-based photo sharing service, an Apple Design Award winner, and even right here on 5x5, where a lot of our show's artwork incorporates these slick and sophisticated elements of digital design. All glyphs in the core sets share a consistent weight and are styled visually to match one another, so using Symbolicons makes user interfaces and designers feel designs feel cohesive and intentional. They're pixel-perfect and retina-ready, ideal for use in app development for the iPhone, iPad, and Mac. But Symbolicons can also be used pretty much anywhere to add flavor and style to your design, from websites to infographics. With four distinct sets and nearly 1,000 icons available, you're sure to find what you're looking for. And if not, the sets are always expanding with free updates for prior customers. Use the code DANLOVESICONS at the end of the checkout process to get 15% off your order at Symbolicons.com. Also, Dancing Robots. You'll see. Okay, so we got four sponsors in. We got lots of chatting in. We even talked workout programs. And I want to thank you for your time, Christian. It was great having you here. It was an absolute pleasure. And you have a blog at christiancarter.com, and that's Christian with a K. A-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, Carter, yeah. Yep, and then you also have your freelance uh, website at copyfactor.com. Yeah. And your Twitter handle, it's Christian Carter, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, and I'm uh, blogging at brettterpstra.com. I am ttscoff on Twitter and app.net. And uh, you can find me all kinds of other places if you are curious enough to look. Um, So thanks, Christian, and we will be back in a week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.